You are listening to We Woke Up Like This. I'm Reverend Joya. And I'm Reverend Celia. And we We are loyal to loving and supporting soul awakening in every human being. Hello, lights. This is Reverend Joya here to help you live your best vibe. Today, I want to talk about the idea of the kingdom of heaven being within you and those instructions coming from the original Aramaic language and how we go about bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth through us as divine beings here on this beautiful, alive, conscious Spaceship planet uh, Earth. <laughs> Malkuta de Shemaya. Malkuta de Shemaya. Even just saying it is so beautiful. It's, and I'm going to break it down according to uh, Neil Douglas Klotz, who I think is the foremost, one of the foremost experts on the original Aramaic language of Yeshua. So, Malkuta de Shemaya. Uh, he says that in the Gospels, Yeshua uses the word usually translated as kingdom more than a hundred times. Most of these are in Matthew and Luke. No other word that Yeshua used has been subject to so much speculation because they didn't know if they were talking about the kingdom of earth or the kingdom of heaven being here on planet earth or being somewhere else. Uh, or you know, being your reward for somewhere later on. But the word usually translated as kingdom is actually gendered as a female, female word. It's feminine. Uh, it's Malkuta. And in Hebrew is Mamlaka. In fact, the word translated as kingdom in Greek, Basilea, is a feminine gendered noun, quite apart from any considerations of political correctness, Queendom would be a more accurate translation. And as we now know from archaeological historical records, queens usually ruled in the Middle East and a lot of parts of the world over there. The root word MLK in Malkuta is the sign of the creative word, the empowering vision, the council that rules by its ability to express the most obvious next step for a group. On a personal level, this root expresses that which says, I can to life. And the word shim, of course, I think I've talked about in another video here on YouTube and in my podcast, um, shim is the energetic life force of the source creator. It's the shim, it's the quantum realm, it's the, it's the, what we all exist and move in. Okay. So, um, but this revolution that needs to happen is the queen is the queendom. And it means both inner and outward revolution, because before you can have an, a revolution outside of you, you have to have an inner revolution. Otherwise, you just keep recreating the same things over and over as we've seen throughout history, right? War creates war, hate creates hate, fear creates fear, anger creates anger. The energy of the thing creates more of the same thing. And so at this time on earth, as we as we are going through and embarking on this spiritual awakening and this vibrational ascension and this mass consciousness uh, shift that's happening among human beings, it's really about this inner revolution. And for those, and, and this inner revolution 
is first preceded by an inner revelation. And to have that inner revelation, it comes through us getting in touch with this vibrational source within us that we all have access to. To bring heaven to earth means that you bring it to earth through you, through what you do. You are the bridge between heaven and earth. Your body is the bridge between heaven and earth. Your feet on Mother Gaia and your head, your crown chakra appear flowing and allowing the energy of the divine to flow in through you, which I'm going to get to that in a minute. Okay. So the kingdom of heaven, um, what he says in his, I love it. He says that if we break it down, which I'm not going to read all of this, if you're interested in the book, it's called uh, the hidden gospel by Neil Douglas Klotz. But he says that when you break it down, the the meaning, the essence of it is a sacred I can. He says it comes from affirm that the possibility of Malkuta can infuse your word from the sake your world from all around you with the sacred I can. And then you recognize this quality of I canness, the same divine spark and quality in other people, that you recognize it also in you. So it's this I can. And I wrote, I am. I can, I do. And that's what we as human beings are here to do. I am, I can, I do. Okay, so when he says bring the kingdom of heaven to earth, that is what he is talking about, is bringing and awakening this quality of the divine within you. So he says it a lot in there, the kingdom of heaven is within you, right? And then he says, seek first this kingdom of heaven, and then all things will be given to you. So what does that mean? I've experienced this and I want to share from my point of view what it's been like. When I tried to change my world and my life from the outside in, I need to change this habit. I need to stop doing this thing. I need to do this instead. I need to set this goal. I need to accomplish this thing. I need to get this thing. If I need to get to this place, I need to weigh this much, whatever it is, right? So I did all of those things, but I still never found this inner peace, this inner satisfaction and this inner drive that was like this momentum taking me in those directions. It was always a very conscious effort and it was always very, very much of a struggle for me. And when I began to work on my vibration, on my inner quality and got in touch with this inner divinity and, and, and legitimately healed myself at a cellular level with sound and with drumming, um, I began to change vibrationally from the inside out. And then I began to discover this divine spark within me that was there all along. And as I cultivated and and gently blew on more of this fire, like that's how we oxygenate a fire, right? So through my meditation practices of just very consciously calling in this divine vibration and breathing it, that as I fueled and fanned this divine fire within me, my vibration began to change. And as my vibration began to change, my outer world began to conform to my new vibration because we are the creators of our own experience here. We're the creators of our own world here. And if you think about how that works, and and if you even look at your own family, right, as, as a little microcosm of of the rest of humanity, that even in your own family, you yourself are your own universe. You have your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own perceptions about your world. You go about your life, your day, 
uh, doing things that are in alignment with your vision. Your children do the same thing. Your spouse does the same thing. We all have, so we are, we're all together. We all live these very individuated experiences, but we're all sharing this collective reality here in my house, right? And here in your home. So that's what I mean. But when you shift it around to bringing the kingdom of heaven, seeking first the kingdom of heaven within you, your outer world begins to change because you are the one who created your outer world in the first place in alignment with a different vision and a different version of what you used to want, what you used to, what was important to you. And those things as we awaken become not important or they totally change. What, what, what is most important to you changes because your outer world is just a projection of your own inner reality, right? So when we seek first the kingdom of heaven, we do this first. How do we go about that? How do we seek the kingdom of heaven? How is it in us? Well, Yeshua gave us instructions. So he gave us the Beatitudes. And the first Beatitude is to make yourself at home in the Ruka. The Ruka force is described in the uh, by the Greeks as being uh, wind or breath. So, but really it's this force that contains all of the other forces of magnetism, of gravity, of electricity, of all of these invisible forces. And we now know through quantum physics that this realm, this, these invisible forces are mostly in, are mostly not even there, right? So we only see with our eyes, we're only perceiving in our senses only 5% of what's actually there. Most of what's happening, we can't see. We're not experiencing it sensorially at a conscious level. We are experiencing it at a cellular level. We're experiencing it at a vibrational level, but we're not experiencing it by consciously becoming aware of it. So this is the Ruka force that's all around us. And the first instruction is to make yourself at home in the Ruka force. And you do that through conscious breathing, through consciously becoming one with this force that as I breathe in, I'm breathing in this conscious vibration. I'm calling in electromagnetically, right? So as I exhale, I'm electro. And as I inhale, I'm magnetic. My thoughts are electro. My heart is magnetic. My feelings are magnetic. So we are concentrating our energy on being at home as being a part of this Ruka force. I equate it to being a fish in water who's totally unaware that he's in water. We are totally unaware that we are living in this force. Yeshua called it the Ruka force. And then within this force, there's an aspect of this force called the Ruka de Kudsha, which has been interpreted as the Holy Spirit. And this aspect of this force is the force that impacts and, and has an impact and a, um, an immeasurable force and impact on human beings because we are drops living conscious aspects of this divine force of the Ruka force expressing and creating in the image and likeness of the creator. We have now the Ruka de Kucha, which is the Holy Spirit, which is the aspect of this force that we can work with. This is the aspect of the force that we can consciously work with. I think that it's the aspect of the field that we are impacting with our intention to collapse wave functions into particles or waves. This is the intentionality that we carry forth to impact this field. We are impacting the Ruka de Kucha force. Now, the Ruka de Kucha force is also where the Akashic record lives. So we have access to all of this information 
And the way that we gain access to it is through our nafsha or our soul, if we want to call it our soul. It's the aspect of our essence that is tied to our physicality. It's tied to our body. It's the aspect of self that can fuel your consciousness and transform you from the inside out. Be renewed by the renewing of your mind is to change your thoughts, change your perceptions. And we do that by allowing more and more of the Ruka de Kucha force to flow in through our nafsha according to our vibration and what is for our highest good and our highest soul's expression in this body, in this lifetime. And for the highest good of all humanity, we're here to serve one another, not just ourselves. And we serve each other when we sit, when we show up in this vibration of loving consciousness. So when we utilize our nafsha, which we can, we have a will, we have a personal will, and we can utilize our nafsha to the extent that we will to use it. And I have a whole other video on the nafsha and what that is, if you care to watch that. So now that we've allowed the nafsha, we're connected to the Ruka de Kucha force. How do we get into allowing the kingdom of heaven to infuse us as an experience and not just something we're thinking about? The answer is another clue that Yeshua left us in the Bible, where he says, be ye perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. The word in Aramaic for perfect is gamar or gamira. And the vibe, what that word means in Aramaic is something seeking the energetic fulfilling of its nature. Does not not change the definition of perfection for you. And to be in a state of gamar or gamira is to be in a state of what we would call the flow state. And in the human state, we're in the flow state. When you're in the flow state, time has stopped, thinking has stopped, you feel like you're just channeling information through whatever you're doing, whether it's dancing or playing. And you find that these, that this flow state happens when you're in action, when you're doing something, when you are in alignment with your true self, when, when you're painting, when you're dancing, when you're cooking, when you're singing, when you're playing music, when you're, I mean, anything, you name it, you can get in the runners get in the flow state when they're running. It just is a matter of when do you drop into this flow state where it feels like, you all of time has changed and you're changing the chemical signatures now that are happening in your brain into your body. When this, when you have this experience of flow, you are exercising and being in Gamera because you are experiencing the timeless nature that which you really are. And this is how we change our perception. We change our perception, not by thinking about changing our perception, but through experience. This is what changes our perception. And the definition of, of perception means to feel and take in with the senses. It, the perfect is seeking to become entirely present. And the only way to experience perfection is beyond the idea of perfectionism is to be in the presence, in the present moment with the presence and allowing just this beautiful expressions to flow through you. And how many people, how many writers, how many singers, how many musicians have said, I didn't do that. I couldn't have done that. I've had that experience where I'm like, I didn't do that. Or being as a painter, whatever it is, I didn't do that. It was something else flowing through me that did it. And it's because you're changing your vibrational consciousness to be in alignment with your nafsha that is in alignment now with the Ruka de Kucha force, which is all knowing and knows exactly what is for your highest good and your highest expression.
So this is how we experience the Malkuta de Shemaya, the heaven on earth, the experience of heaven on earth. When you set out with your intention now to be to be in touch with this force, to be in touch with the source of you, you can imagine and visualize yourself, your heart. In your heart space, you have your spark of the divine, the spark of your soul. And I really have come to believe that this spark, that this imprint on the cells is the gene keys. These are my higher aspects. These are your higher aspects of being in your body. These are aligned now to your nafsha, to your soulful self, which can infuse you and fill you with these qualities of your level of perception, of your talents and abilities, of your gifts that you have come to this planet with. And we now have access to the Akash, which is the Ruka de Kucha force. Another note about the Ruka de Kucha force in Aramaic is really that it's the also the universal cleanup crew, if you will, that comes along behind humanity and eventually turns good, makes good out of everything in time, that there's always something good that comes from even the worst of tragedies, the worst things that can happen always lead to something beautiful coming to fruition. And that is the force of the Ruka de Kucha at work. We just have to live long enough to know that it's true. So I hope that this has been helpful for you to understand how to tap in and utilize your spiritual technology in your body to be wired to communicate So we have this spark within us. We know our gene keys. The other thing to do is to purify your body. The more you purify your body, the more higher vibrational it can become and and access to our tuveyun, which I really believe is the pineal gland. Our pineal gland is actually piezoelectric. So it's light. It's a little crystal that we have in our mind, in our brain that converts um, sound into light. It converts it into that higher octaves, higher octaves of light. And I know that for me, uh, when I listen to sound, uh, when I'm drumming, when I'm chanting, when I'm playing a, mu- a sound bowl, Uh, When I go out and lay in the sun and close my eyes and just and let my third eye be basked in sunlight, I see sacred geometry and colors in my third eye. And I know that they're divine codes that are coming in. This is where I access this Tuveyun is where I have access to my nafsha, which has access to the Akash. Divine ideas flow in all the time. So even when you're not now in the flow state where you're intentionally setting to put, go into, go into a practice, a spiritual practice of communing with this aspect of reality, you can bring now this vibration because you know how it feels. You have had the experience that you can bring it into your daily life with much less effort. You don't have to do anything to get into a flow state. You can really just take a deep breath and bring your consciousness, boom, right there because you have activated it. So this is the invitation to bring heaven to earth at this time in your body, in your life. This is a new drum that I got. It's a horse drum, horse and ash. If you are driving, please pause this podcast or fast forward it about five minutes so that you don't put your brain in a theta brainwave state while you're driving. A dreamy state while you're driving a car is not a great idea. All right, so let's do a little a little journey here. Taking a deep breath. 
invitations to simply say as an invitation when you're first starting to awaken to these practices as I just say to the source the Malkuta the Ruka force I want Malkuta Deshamaya within me I want to activate this ability that I already have I love to sit in the vibrational silence after a meditation like that. All right, beautiful people. Blur my background again, it's distracting. (laughs) Oh, 
I wish everybody awakening, awakening to bringing the kingdom to have of kingdom of heaven to earth through us. And when we all awaken to this vibration, it ceases competition. It ceases jealousy and envy and victimization and lying and just all of the low, low vibrational uh, ways of being leave because they don't, they're out of alignment, they're out of integrity and they're out of vibration. And this is really how you go about transforming your life is to work on transforming your vibration first transforming yourself from the inside out. And as you transform yourself from the inside out and become the divine being that you are meant to be, your whole life transforms around you. I hope you loved this. And I want to invite you to a winter solstice event. I am live streaming it with my friend, Heather Dubay. We're going to be doing a ceremony around uh, cultivating the inner self, the inner, this beautiful quality within you. We're going to find that bulb. We're going to find that seed that is within you. And it made me think of a bulb because I just got this beautiful amaryllis from a friend and it came as a bulb. And it's, you know, when you read the instructions, it says to plant it, you, you, you create the soil, you keep the soil moist, you get it all ready. And then you plant the bulb and you leave part of it sticking out so that it can flower. You need space to flower and grow and allow sunlight to hit it, allow the light to hit it and the warmth to hit it. And it needs to be kept somewhere nice and warm. And then you let it grow. And then as the winter comes, as winter approaches again, you pull it from its soil, you uproot it, and then you keep it safe for a few weeks. And then you, and then you replant it again, you plant it back in. And this is the, a great metaphor for what we're doing is this, we're, we've uprooted ourselves. We're in winter time. So we're going to uproot ourselves. We're going to find this beautiful, tender aspect of self that we want to cultivate and nourish. And then we're going to prepare our soil and we're going to replant that. So I hope you can join me, join us. It's on, um, of course, the winter solstice, the 21st at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time in Arizona. You can sign up at vibology.com forward slash events, V-I-B-O-L-O-G-I-E.com forward slash events, and it's live streamed. So we hope we see you there. And if you're in Arizona, of course, come join us in person. All right, loves. Thank you so much. Be light, be love. This is how we're going to change the world. Bye. Thank you for listening to We Woke Up Like This. Don't forget to get your tickets to Vibrazor coming up 12223 at vibrazor.com. See you next week. Bye.